have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. Are you curious about what hot wifing is? You know you are. Today, I invited Brennan and Brian, the host of the podcast Front Porch Swingers, to join me again on my show. The last episode we did together about hot wifing and cuckolding was so popular, and I really wanted to expand on some of those interesting concepts that we covered the last time and get a little bit deeper into the whys and the hows and the whoms of it all. So before we start our chat with Brennan Brian about the ins and outs of hot wifing, I just want to thank our sponsor, stc.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. Use my special promo code 7070 to get two months free at stc.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at stc. So today's episode is going to be scorching hot as we talk about what it's like to be a hot wife and how you can enjoy this unique relationship dynamic with your own partner. Welcome back, Brenna and Brian. Thank you for being on my show again. Hey, thanks for having us, Lexi. Thanks, Lexi. I'm very excited to be covering this with both of you. I really am enjoying all of the exclusive content that you've given SDC so far, your videos, your articles. And we, we've been just talking about this right before uh, we, we started broadcasting about how popular hotwifing is as a search term all over the internet, not just for porn, but also people looking for resources. So I feel like there's so many people who are, you know, they, they might actually be a hot wife and are trying to understand like what it's about. Maybe they're just trying to figure out what that actually means. So can you tell us a little bit about what being a hot wife is really all about? Sure. So hot wife thing is basically the woman of a couple having the blessing and encouragement of her partner to go out and find sexual pleasure with other people. And it's, you know, at least for us, it's about, you know, not only me going out and having the fun, but also what it does for our relationship. And uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a ton of fun. <laughs> I I like that you mentioned the fact that you uh, you know having the blessing, um, and so that whole part about it, which is really important for people to understand, is the consensual aspect of hot wifing. That everyone is aware of what's going on; they're all okay with what's happening, and it, that is one of the reasons why it's so pleasurable because you know that you're do every. There's no reason to feel guilty. Everything is you know above board, basically. Yes, absolutely. Brian knows everything that I'm doing at all times. He sees all communication and, uh, and we will always do it that way. Um, it not only strengthens our relationship and our communication, but it makes sure that, you know, anything that we do is safe and pleasurable for both of us. And yeah, it's, it's just a great experience all around. You know, in all fairness, Lexi, I don't see all the communication because somebody's a little naughty and will once in a while hide something from me and then share it with me later, knowing full <laughs> well it'll drive me crazy. Yes, as a fun thing, not as a, like, I'm hiding it out of malice. It's like, you share it just the right time. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, I know hiding it. It makes it more fun later when she reveals to you. 
Yeah, absolutely. It'll be like a week after she's had an experience and I'll just get like a text message picture while I'm at work or something or in a meeting of her like naked or something crazy, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's like, where did that come from? Oh, that was when you know, I was with so-and-so. I thought I'd share it with you now. Uh, <laughs> That's really hot. I like that. <laughs> yeah, get the meeting. <laughs> Could be a little distracting getting those sexy yeah. pictures. In the yeah, it sure can. <laughs> When you were on my podcast the first time, we talked about the differences between hot wifing and cuckolding. And some people who are listening might say, oh, well, I mean, what is the difference? I don't really, they, they might not understand some of those, um, some of the finer points that differentiate hot wifing from cuckolding. So could, let, could we elaborate a little bit on those two concepts and what makes them different? Sure. So they, you know, the same basic premise is happening. You're, you know, being with another partner, whether you're cuckolding or hot wifing. The main difference is that with hot wifing, there is no humiliation factor. So as a cuckold, the male partner typically gets off on some level of degradation. So whether that's, you know, being made fun of or uh, caging. Yes. Yeah. Being caged, uh, not being able to, uh, to pleasure himself. I mean, there's all different ways that that, that can go into. To a cuckolding dynamic. And while that sounds hot and great for other people, it's not our kink. We're definitely a hot wife and stag couple in that there is zero humiliation factor. Uh, and I, I just couldn't, <laughs> I don't have that in me to do that with Brian. Well, it's, it's just not our, it's not our thing. And it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting that you asked because much like a lot of your listeners and our listeners, you know, we tried to research, kind of see what was out there in terms of the the, you know, the, the difference between the cuckolding and the hot wifing or any real information on hot wifing at all. And it's limited. And we literally just read prior to getting on with you, a, a kind of a really, a, not a great article that was trying to describe the difference. Well, actually, they didn't, we weren't really making a differentiation. They were kind of putting the hot wifing and the cuckolding in the same category, which it truly is not. Uh, there's, a, there's a big difference, as Brenna alluded to, that humiliation factor doesn't exist in the hot wifing scenario. It does certainly in the cuckolding, which is fine if that's your thing, but it just doesn't, it doesn't work for us. It's not what we're about, and, and I think that's where there's a lot of confusion. That, that defining line, is, it's real fine. Well, and I think we talked about this the first time we talked to you, but there's a lot of people that search for hot wifing and get cuckolding porn or articles. And so they're like, oh, shit, like that's, I don't want to do that. Like, no way. And they're squished <laughs> out by it. And so, yeah, I mean, one of the things that we've talked about is really being able to, you know, bring to the forefront the differences so that people can understand, right. you know, what, what makes sense for them. Yeah, Absolutely. I, do you think it's like the lack of education about either a concept uh, about what it really means to be, you know, a cuckold or to be cuckolded versus what it is to be in a hot wifing dynamic? I think, do you think maybe it's just because no one really has those resources that you're talking about? They don't have you basically to tell them yes. <laughs> what the differences are. Yes, absolutely. No. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, it absolutely comes from that. When, you know, when, when two people who actively play in that space, we're creating that content out of a lack of there being any. And if we can't find it, then no one's going to be able to find it. So, of course, like Brenna said, if you're, if you're Googling hot wifing and you're going to get a cuckolding kind of uh, an article, you're going to relate them to be the same. And it absolutely is not. So someone who was potentially interested in hot wifing or thought they were and comes across the cuckolding or vice versa, you know, you're not really going to have your head around it. And they're going to be more confused than they were before they started. 
Oh, definitely. And I think it's also a bit confusing for people who might not really understand what it's like to be in a non-monogamous relationship. Sorry, a consensually non-monogamous relationship. And it might be a little bit easier for people to conceptualize what it could be like to be a hot wife or to to be a stag, like you said. Having the uh, knowledge of what it might be like to be in the lifestyle. So the swinger lifestyle, the consensually non-monogamous lifestyle might be a little bit easier to understand what a hot wife is versus a cuckold maybe versus people who are in a traditionally monogamous relationship who might already not really understand what it's like to be in a consensually non-monogamous relationship. Those are my thoughts. What do you think about that? Absolutely. I mean, I think in general, people who are in, you know, monogamous relationships have a hard time wrapping their head around non-monogamy period. But yeah, I mean, I I can definitely see how that would be a thing. I think a lot of people in the lifestyle, even if they're not, you know, even if they don't play in the hot wife world, they understand where we're coming from and they've at least, you know, talked to other hot wives and, and those types of things and educated themselves on it a little bit. Yeah, we talked about it earlier, Brent and I, before we were getting on your show. And it's, you know, we're at the, we're, we're the fringe even of the lifestyle because like uh, most people don't start out with single guys, right? For the most part, as a couple in the lifestyle, we certainly did. And we have met couples, other couples that have, but for the most part, when you get into the lifestyle, after you've had those conversations, it's kind of a, you know, couple for couple. And then maybe you introduce a single female into the fray. And very later on, you get to single guys. And then even after that, does the wife get to play with single guys alone? So it's, it's, it's even further on the other, the other end of the spectrum from the lifestyle. I hear you. And I, I think it's very interesting because so we're right now we're talking about, you know, uh, in more heterosexual or bisexual couples uh, where, you know, they're the you're talking about um, going out and playing with a single man as a heterosexual or bisexual woman. It's obviously going to depend on the couple. We have received everything from why the hell do you guys do that all the way to. <laughs> Oh, that sounds really awesome. We've never done that, but that sounds super hot. So it really just depends. I do think that even within the lifestyle, people have can have a difficult time wrapping their heads around why we do this. Uh, Because especially for married men that are not interested in this dynamic, it's like, well, what's in it for Brian? And, And being able to really understand what's in it for him, even when we explain it, you can tell by the looks on their faces, they're like, okay, I'm not really sure what you mean by that. But um, they get that glazed look at first, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And the truth is there's a lot in it for him. In fact, he's the one that drove a lot of this uh, and has really, you know, pushed our play forward in a lot of ways. So when you first, I mean, we talked a little bit previously about what your dynamic was like, but let's talk about, you know, how exactly you got into wanting this. You said at the very beginning of your relationship, you already were venturing into hot wifing. And and you're right that a lot of couples who are in the lifestyle, maybe that's something that happens down the line. But how did you both, um, I guess, agree to want to do this right away? Well, we had discussions about our fantasies and 
I came up with this fantasy of wanting to see Brian with another woman. And he was like, oh, I totally want to see you with another guy too. And I told him that, you know, I'd probably be interested in something like that. And then that just, it was like a snowball effect. So that became, well, what would you want me to do with another guy? And then we would start dirty talking about it while we were having sex. And we realized that it just like fueled us on an insane level. And so Brian very quickly went out and found our first single guy. And he was the one that, you know, found him and vetted him and talked to him and really made sure that it was somebody that I would be interested in. And very quickly we met him and I played with him. And it was such an amazing experience that it was like, okay, this makes sense for us. This is right where we need to be. Yeah, all the pieces, really all the pieces were in place for this to be a success. Uh, We've heard from other people that their first times weren't great and they stepped away from it. Um, We've heard that more than once, actually, many times. We got super lucky. I did my homework. I met the right guy. I really took the time to make sure it was someone that I thought Brenda would be interested in. I hit a home run, Lexi, 100% crossed the line. It checked every box. It was perfect. Yes. So we kind of set the bar high for everybody (laughs) else. So there's been a few disappointments down the road, uh, but it was an amazing experience, and we just couldn't get enough at that point. And, you know, as to what's in it for me, it's, I mean, there's so much in it for me. In fact, I think sometimes there's more in it for me than there is for Brandon. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you are smiling so much. I know the listeners can't actually see the smiles that you have on your face right now, but it just, it looks like you both really are loving this dynamic that you have and that you're both really aligned in what you want to get out of this together. I think that is so fundamental to having a successful hot wifing dynamic. And I kind of want to get into that a little bit more just after the break about communication. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the exploration part of hot wifing. Uh, So don't go away. We will be right back on Seek, Discover, Create. Want to learn more about relationships, sex, and health and find new ways to spice up your sex life? Check out SDC.com. We'll guide you on your erotic journey with unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Nancy, and Sex Because. Visit SDC.com to discover and connect with your own erotic tribe and explore more at SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. You'll have tons of exclusive resources to start your exploration and continue along your path to erotic self-discovery. Join over 3 million of our SDC members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today. Don't forget to use promo code 7070 for two months of free access to SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. are tuned in to seek discover create with lexi silver if you have a question or comment about the show we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com that's lexi at sdc.com now back to this week's discussion 
Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Brenna and Brian of Front Porch Swingers, and we are talking about hot wifing. In my different podcasts, and when I talk about the lifestyle, about how important it is to communicate with your partner about the things that you want to do and how you want to explore. So what kind of conversations can you have with your partner to tell them that you know, you're interested in this kind of dynamic if you've never explored it before? We were actually just having this conversation this morning about how it is we started communicating about it. And I think the most important thing that we realized as we were talking about it is we were able to start talking about hot wifing because we were already having regular conversations about sex and our sexuality. And so I think that's where people have to start. Like, don't go into this with your partner, never talking about sex. And then all of a sudden being like, Hey, we should, you know, try the hot wifing lifestyle. That doesn't work. (laughs) But if you can start having conversations about sex first and about some of the things that you like and enjoy, I think it kind of can naturally progress into things like talking about your fantasies, talking about some of those more, you know, kinky, as people call them, uh, things that you're into with your partner. And, and, you know, on the receiving side of it, you know, being open and not jumping to a gut reaction about something. So that's the biggest thing for us is, you know, our communication is so open and has been since the beginning that I know that I can just lay it out on the table for Brian and, I can look at him and he has a smile on his face. There's no judgment. And because of that, we've been able to just explore everything we want to explore, but especially the hot wifing lifestyle. Yeah. If you're, or if you're not already in a relationship where, where open communication is the norm, particularly as it pertains to sexuality, I would liken it to learning how to swim. So, you know, you start in the shallow end. You don't just jump into the middle of the Atlantic for the first time and how to tread water. So you certainly don't want to spring on your partner how interested you are in the hot wife lifestyle if you are not already talking openly about sex. Oh, that's a really good point. And there are some couples who might feel a little bit, I guess, um, especially if they are in a monogamous dynamic and they've never had those kinds of conversations before about what it's like to maybe be with other people or see their partner with other people as well, um, as tends to be the case in a consensually non-monogamous relationship. But if you've never really explored your sexuality together and had those conversations, I understand you're adding a whole other layer of complexity to opening up that conversation. So what do you recommend then for a couple who maybe has never really explored uh, talking about sexuality and their end goal is let's get into this dynamic? What is maybe a good way to start where in that shallow end area to get to that deep end area? I personally think one of the easiest ways to do that is a little bit of dirty talk because when you're already in that sexy atmosphere and you're already feeling sexy, it's a lot easier to open up and to say some of the things that you want to say to your partner. And, you know, I think one of the most fun things that we do in our relationship that I I think would translate well into this particular situation is we will dirty talk and then afterwards we'll, we'll ask the other person, what did you think of that? Or how did that sound to you? Or those types of things, because then you're getting a feel for, you know, what page they're on. And if you're on the same page, how far apart you are on certain things. And I think that can also feel like not as, you know, if you're not sitting down and just having like this super formal conversation about sex, which can be really intimidating, it can kind of just free flow a little bit more during that sexy time. So I would recommend starting there. 
for yeah. sure. I think you're going to be a lot better received at that point, uh, having those kind of you know talking dirty and, and having those those intimate conversations, either during or after sex. Having have that conversation just kind of you know cold at a at dinner is going to be a little difficult. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> the other part of it is I think that you have to. We talk about this all the time, especially with couples, but it translates perfectly to this as well. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. You have to be willing to um, be the instigator in your relationship at some point. And Brian has this great saying, which is closed mouths don't get fed or laid. <laughs> and <laughs> that, it's that whole idea of like, if you don't ask for what you want, you're probably never going to get it. So you have to, at some point, uh, have the confidence and, and really kind of, you know, gear yourself up to have that conversation if it's not something that you're already doing on a regular basis. For sure. Yeah. Someone's, someone's got to step out there. If you're in a, you know, a, a vanilla, I'm using air quotes, uh, relationship or a, just, a, I mean, you know, just your traditional monogamous relationship. If you want to cross that line, someone's going to have to take the first step. And I'm sure it's scary and uncomfortable, um, but you've got to be prepared to do that and be prepared for what may come after. Yeah, and that's a really good point because sometimes if you are trying to venture into that new territory with your partner, regardless of what it is, they you might um, be met with a no, that's not interesting to me. That doesn't necessarily mean that's never going to be interesting to your partner, that they can't, you know, maybe be a little bit better educated on what it is that you want to do. Um, so the hope is still potentially there. But I think it's also important that if your partner is very affected by what you're saying and they're not okay with the ideas that you're putting forward, not to push it, not to make them feel uncomfortable or coerced into something that they really just are not comfortable doing yet or ever, maybe. So when you were first starting out and even now, I mean, we always learn new things in in our relationships. So what lessons did you learn that, you know, um, that pertain to, you know, hot wifing in general and the amazing dynamic that you both have that you were able to later resolve. So you can maybe impart some of that wisdom upon us. So we don't maybe, you know, we can learn from some of that. For sure. I think my biggest learning lesson has been in the beginning, I was so excited to fulfill fantasies for Brian and for myself. But, you know, I have kind of that submissive mentality of like, I want to give to him in this way. And because of that, there were several, maybe not several, a couple of interactions in the beginning that I look back on now. And I think I probably jumped in either without doing enough communication with the other person or I jumped in even knowing it probably wasn't the best situation because I was excited to do it for us and for Brian. Uh, so I mean, that's the biggest thing is like, if something doesn't feel right, you know, don't do it. And, uh, and don't let hot wife frenzy get to you in the beginning <laughs> so that you're still taking your time and being patient and really doing your due diligence and finding like good, solid people. Yeah, hot wife madness will get to you for sure. <laughs> so yeah, for me, it's 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 uh, mirroring what Brenna said. Just taking your time, uh, being really, you know, being very diligent um, and patient um, and respectful, of course, about who you're playing with, who your partner is going to be playing with, and really just taking the time to make sure it's what you both really want. That's the most important thing. You can't can't undo it. So you really got to take the time to make sure it gets done right. Yeah, we tell people that all the time. Very few people, uh, you know, have this. Very few people wish they could take something back that they didn't do. You know what I'm saying? Like they wish 
take back things that they did all the time. But if you're really careful, there's very little, you know, caution that goes with that. Right. Yeah, there's no control, uh, control Z or, uh, you know, undo when it comes to relationships okay. and exploration. Yeah, no delete button. No, no delete, delete button. <laughs> That's a really, really good piece of advice that, you know, you could start slowly and there's really no rush and baby steps, you know, like, it, like Brian was saying, start in the shallow end. Um, and that includes uh, just not even the conversations have, you know, having uh, that you can have with your partner about it, but also that those starting off steps, you know, um, trying to see what works for both of you, making sure that you do feel fully comfortable before you immerse yourself into that and start just and swim a little bit more on your own. I keep using the swimming analogy, but it's a really good one. One thing is just really important for people who are really excited to not fall prey to that hot wife madness. That's so hot. That sounds like a porn. Like it sounds like a porn title right there. I love it. It was like, was it like in the fifties? It was like reefer madness in the fifties. And it was a terrible black and white film. We should probably do the same thing. Uh, it was, or, it or would, maybe not. Yeah, but I would recommend you do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We'll send it to you for approval. <laughs> oh, perfect. I love it. <laughs> we'll happily peruse that. So um, when you're talking about, you know, the exploration of hot wifing and what it was like for you in the beginning, what potential challenges might a, quote, vanilla or monogamous couple have versus a couple who is already a little bit versed in non-monogamy? Well, we actually weren't versed in non-monogamy when we entered the hot wife lifestyle. Like we were in the BDSM world, which I think also lends itself to hot wifing. But I, I think the biggest thing is, I mean, I think there's a lot of things. I think jealousy is obviously the, the one that comes to mind immediately. If you've never seen your partner with another person, you may think it sounds super hot in theory, but then when it happens in practice, it's like, holy hell, what are we doing here? So I think that's the one we always uh, hear from other couples, like when they're explaining their hot wifing adventures or their hot wifing adventures gone wrong is, I thought it would be super hot to see my wife, you know, bang another dude. And then I saw it or heard about it and it was horrible. Right. Um, and I right. think that can be avoided also by going slow. We always recommend to people don't <laughs> learn from our, I wouldn't call it a mistake, but if we could go back, I probably would have started with, you know, flirting with somebody in a bar or, you know, going on a quote unquote date and maybe kind of touching and Brian's watching from across the restaurant or, you know, maybe something a little bit slower than meeting someone and then fucking them a couple hours later. So <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably again in the shallow end, so much just diving right in, you know, taking, taking your time. And we, we've said before, I think we actually, um, we alluded to it in a blog that we wrote or in one of the videos, you know, if you're a couple that let's say you're just contemplating the idea of getting into the world of ethical non-monogamy and you want to potentially play in that hot wife space, it might be a good idea to kind of link up with another couple with similar ideas and allow the wives and husbands to play, or it's just a soft play, you know, again, like Brenda said, at a bar or restaurant, and kind of have a little bit of private time, and just see where that goes, and you know, water seeks its own level, if it works, it works, if it doesn't, it doesn't, and you'll know after that limited amount of time when you get back and reconnect, well, how was that for you, you know, how did it go, what happened, and if you're turned on by it, and it continues to work for you, you know, you can amp it up a little bit. 
Oh, that's a great piece of advice. You were saying before, we're talking about like uh, small towns and how it's sometimes a little bit hard to, uh, you know, find other people who have a like mind. How can other people who might be in, you know, those kinds of communities as well, find a couple that they could play with in that way or that they could, you know, just get started even having a conversation to find out what that other couple's experiences are like before they venture into it? I mean, I think that you're going to find that if you meet people in person, even if you have to travel, that's a great way to do it because it tends to be a little bit easier to have these types of conversations face-to-face. And if you go to an event, it can be kind of like speed dating. So Mm. even in a community as small as ours, there are events that happen, you know, every couple of months. So get online, do some research. That's a great way to, to start. Or even to get on, you know, one of the dating sites, meet a couple if they're not uh, necessarily interested in the same thing, maybe they can introduce you to somebody who is. The great thing about swinger communities, even in small ones like ours, is that they're very interconnected and you can really network within them. Yeah, I mean, you know, get on, get online, see what sites work best in your area. Obviously, SDC is that option in a lot of areas. And, you know, get on there and be interactive. Again, closed mouths do not get laid. So interact with people, reach out to them. And in small towns, in some cases, Lexi, it might actually be easier because there are so few people. The swinger community is much more apt to embrace you. They want to meet new people. So it's not that it's not as difficult as one might think. And just kind of see where you fit. And, you know, if your, your desires align with other people's, you know, those are the folks you want to meld with. Oh, that's so good. And I just think that, you know, instead of exploring kind of blindly without having an idea about what you're doing, talking to people who have experienced it or who have an interest in it will definitely help you. And also, I think, give you that um, a little bit more insight into some of those little uh, things that we could fall prey to, like you said, hot wife madness, uh, just, you know, going too fast, uh, too <laughs> too furiously, too quickly. Um, I think that is definitely something that a lot of people might have issues with. So great advice so far. We are definitely going to amp this up a little bit in the next segment. So don't go away. You're listening to Seek, Discover, Create. Explore your lexuality on my website, alexisilver.com. For those of you who are just getting to know me, you'll be pleased to find my erotic stories and a variety of kinky sex toys on my site. If you dare to enter my playground, I'll treat you to 15% off anything you desire when you use promo code LexiSDC. That's L-E-X-I-S-D-C. And don't be shy. Come get lectual with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. 
No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Brenna and Brian of Front Porch Swingers. And we are talking about hot wifing. And something I'm really curious about, because you were mentioning that for your first ever experience in the hot wife uh, lifestyle or uh, do being a hot wife, that Brian picked out the perfect guy for you. So how did that process go? So like, I mean, I know obviously you Brian, you were trying to find, you know, somebody who you knew that you would really be interested in, but I think finding the right match, uh, sometimes, especially if you're talking about a single person, um, is a little bit complex and can be really challenging. So what is your process like when you first recruited, um, this particular fellow, as well as in like the other guys that you had, uh, Brendan play with as well? moving well from the beginning it was really one of those things where I, I knew instinctively that I had to like the person like I had to have some some commonalities we had to have something in common I needed to be able to have a conversation with a guy and, and have a drink with him or just just bullshit to be able to move to that next step and that was really kind of where I started so once I actually had the opportunity to, to link up with this guy I had to meet me pretty close to where I worked actually. And we just kind of sat and talked. And once I realized that there was a, you know, there was some mutual interest there besides Brenna, of course, it, it really made it much easier. So not to mention the fact the guy was really good looking, you know, he was the right age, the right height, the right everything that I knew Brenna would be attracted to. And his personality was similar to mine. And we had a lot of similar, we had a similar background from, uh, from athletics and, you know, that kind of thing, college sports and all of that. So it was really a, a really good combination. Going forward, I really try to use the same formula, but the, the most important thing really is having a, a bond with the guy. I need to be able to have a conversation with him and hang out with him without Brenna present. So if I can sit at a bar or a restaurant, we can just shoot the shit, that, that's a great first step for me. If I can, if you're not looking me in the eye, if you don't shake my hand firmly, if you don't appear to be someone who has their shit together or really is confident, it's not going to work because she's going to smell it instantly. Mm. You know, it's, it's really important that that, that that person have, you know, some, some similar characteristics, I think, to myself. Interesting. And so has it ever occurred that Brenna has found somebody that she found interesting that she then, you know, uh, gave you the contact information so you could kind of vet him and see how you felt about it? Yes, absolutely. The most uh, recent uh, guy that Brenda had the chance to play with, just a super guy. We referred to him on uh, our last show as Matt, I think, uh, which will be out soon. And yeah, he kind of reached out to us and Brenna did all of the correspondence, which is not the norm. She was really, she liked him basically because of how he wrote to her, you know, his verbiage, uh, the way he was kind of being very much a gentleman and his responses to her, you know, he was attractive. Of course she was attracted to him. And then once we met him, it was an, you know, we kind of had an instant connection, just a really genuinely nice guy. So yeah, this particular time, that's exactly what happened. Oh, nice. So I think it's really interesting because that's not necessarily the norm or what maybe some people might think when it comes to no. this process. Oh, absolutely. I mean, not only I obviously have to like them, Brian has to like them, but then there also on top of that has to be a sexual chemistry, which yes. 
does not always happen. We'll meet nice, attractive, great guys that I'm sure most people would, you know, be like, oh, I'm sure Brenna wants to fuck this guy and I won't want to engage with them. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I mean, there's a lot of boxes that have to be checked. I also have a regular playmate who I see almost weekly now that, I mean, he had to jump through a lot of hoops and we met him three or four times with zero sexual contact of any any type uh, before you know we we really launched into it because I really wanted to make sure that all three of us were on the same page that I really liked him you know just sitting and talking with him because when you have a regular play partner too there's going to be those vanilla moments as I call them where you're just <laughs> sitting and talking and engaging uh, in friendly uh, dynamics yeah absolutely and we had been searching for a regular play partner for Brenda for some time listeners of the show will know that and it took us a great deal of time to find this guy and as Brenda said he checked all the boxes you know he, he matched up very well with the both of us uh, and after some very serious vetting before we they ever got to the point of play and now it's you know it's just a kind of a very comfortable dynamic we've met out for for brunch a couple of times and you know we have very normal as vanilla as Brenda said vanilla conversations as well as their playtime. Uh, in fact he was our first um, threesome, male, male, female threesome. We engaged him in that, which was super hot. So it, it's been a really, really nice journey. You're really getting to know that person. Ooh, sexy. So once you vetted this very lucky man and you've both, uh, you're both on the same page, you've decided, you know, this is the guy, you're, there is an attraction there. Uh, you both like him. There's that respect factor. You all understand what it is that you're looking for from the experience and what the, you know, what your boundaries are, which is super important. What do you do with then after that? So you've decided, okay, we're definitely going to play. It's going to happen. How do you prepare for that? What is your process? prepare for that well I mean physically I always prepare obviously I try to set you know kind of a sexy scene typically we have the person to our house now at this point just because I feel more comfortable with that so I mean there's a lot of prep work that goes into it I always want to connect with Brian first uh, so I always make sure that you know I'm touching base with him I'm talking to him I'm touching him. That's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. And, and then from there, it's, you know, kind of setting a sexy scene and I'll put on some lingerie and, you know, light candles and all of that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a ton more prep work that goes into it after the communication because the, the honest truth is after you've talked and really gotten on the same page, everything else is easy. Yeah, you know, the, it, yeah. it, at that point, if you've done a good enough job, it kind of all falls into place. Yeah, the communication piece is very important. And now at this point with, with Brenna's regular plan, mate more often than not I'm not around when they're together uh, typically I'm at work or you know whatever the case may be so and at the same time we should mention he is also a very experienced Dom like myself so Brenna is a sub to both of us so that dynamic takes a whole it t- takes a very different turn so there's always some preparation to be done based on what it is that they're going to be doing or what type of scene they're going to be having that particular day so there is some prep work dependent on what's uh, what's on the menu I guess for yes. that, that afternoon so the most important part of this whole thing was that you had that you have a bond with someone, you've communicated, you feel comfortable. There's that level of you all know what the expectations are, what you know, um, the the boundaries are, what you can do, what you can't do. That to me is like the most important kind of preparation that could possibly be done in any scenario. And it seems like it's really critical also to the pleasure that you're having, right? So if you if you're all on the same page, you all feel comfortable with each other, you just kind of like let go and enjoy the scene exactly yeah absolutely it's you know it's the difference between having sex with someone whether it's a monogamous relationship or ethically non-monogamous for the first time 
or the 10th time. You now have a rapport built. There's an understanding. There's, you know, there's some camaraderie there. There's a mutual respect. You have to have all those things in place for it to really be intense. And for Brennitz and her partner, it's becoming that way because they've been together a number of times now and they have a, you know, a very clear understanding of expectations. And from my standpoint, of course, it's a safety factor. I want to know that she's always safe. So getting to know that person and taking the time is, is important. So, Brenna, you are playing with this very lucky guy while Brian's at work. And are you sending him, you know, all the details? Are you, how do you select the information and photos that you are sending to him and sharing with him during and after? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, typically, it really depends. I like to kind of change it up and do something new and different every single time because that keeps it exciting for both of us. So, you know, we've done everything from sending video and audio during to Brian all the way to I'm telling him absolutely nothing until he gets home from work. So, it's almost more of that buildup factor for him. So, we've done it kind of every different way. I personally love to sprinkle in little sexy things while he's at work because I just have this mental image of driving him crazy while he's at work, which is super sexy. <laughs> which he totally does. <laughs> oh, that would drive anyone nuts to be hearing <laughs> all of that. And there's nothing you could do, right? You're not there. No, I mean, especially like they're playing at like 1130 in the morning. I've got, you know, six more hours of work, you know, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> And by the time you get home, you must just be completely. Oh, yeah. I'm half naked on the getting out of the car in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shoes are already off. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh wow! Talk about foreplay, like the psychological aspect of it. Also, the visual. If you're sending photos and videos, it's just really intense, and it's it. This is like beyond a normal or normal. I guess a typical kind of foreplay that you know couples might yeah. experience together. So, how do, in in what ways is this maybe different than other relationships you've been in in the past when it came to foreplay and buildup? Like, I mean, obviously, this is like both of your you know perfect scenarios where you're both really into this and you know I could see the glow right now and I see how really into this you are uh, like can is there any way you can compare it or you know um, for, maybe for people who are really not you know in this kind of dynamic who don't really understand what it's like to have this kind of buildup yeah it's it's incomparable it is for me it's a feeling of it's interesting because i'm having sex with someone else so you would think i'm being satiated but i'm not because all that keeps going through my head is like how much i want to give all of that to brian and like provide him with that sexy energy and so because of that it's just it's overwhelming it's all i can think about until i'm with him and yeah i've never experienced anything quite like that well it's funny you said uh you mentioned foreplay we say it all the time it's foreplay or it's the cover charge to get for us to get to our sex is what it is so the rest of it while it's intense and it's hot and, and very enjoyable it's really just the prelude you know it is just that it's foreplay and trying to compare it to a relationship other than the type that we currently have it's just not possible most people couldn't possibly wrap their heads around it some folks in a lifestyle can't we've we've come across that so people in a you know and as you said traditional monogamous relationship would have a very difficult time really wrapping their heads around this. 
I think what's great about the this whole uh, idea of just being kinky and then the buildup and and all of that, like I, I'm calling it foreplay because it is, um, it's it really keeps your energy, your your that new relationship energy, your relationship energy fresh and vibrant. But it sounds like both of you always have those kinds of new experiences that you can uh, that you can share, and that just really keeps that energy flowing all the time. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Absolutely. I think you're spot on. I think the big thing that we have garnered from being in the lifestyle in general is that status quo isn't going to work for us. And because of how strong of a connection we have to each other and how much trust we have with one another, we are only limited by our creativity. (laughs) Like there are so (laughs) many things we still want to do. There's so many fantasies to still explore. So yeah, I mean, the idea of getting, you know, quote unquote, bored with each other, I... I can't ever see that happening. No, I, I, I don't think that's, that's not even entirely possible. Just even the two of us together, you know, we are, we're constantly coming up with crazy shit to do. Uh, you know, whether it's teasing each other throughout the course of the day and then reconnecting later on, or just, you know, in the moment, you know, kind of changing things up and getting some different flavors. But yeah, I don't ever see that being the case. We were just, like Brennan said, the idea of, of opening up your relationship to this type of communication, that, that just, it's limitless. Everything else after that is limitless. Your sexual bounds simply, you know, they just keep expanding. Ours certainly do. I'm burning up over here. Okay. You guys have so much more great advice coming our way. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about some of those kinky tips that you have for other people who uh, might need a little bit of this kind of relationship energy. So don't go away. We'll be right back with Seek, Discover, Create. Explore the decadent pleasures of Ibiza, our provocative new SDC getaway that fuses sumptuous relaxation with the liveliness of the island's world-renowned nightlife. Over five hedonistic nights, you'll savor the unique local flavors and spectacular views, and we're not just talking about the Mediterranean seascapes. Throughout our exclusive SDC takeover, you can indulge in the experience of being surrounded by seductive, like-minded international couples in the lifestyle. Connect with guests in our erotic play areas, clothing-optional pools, jacuzzis, and beautiful beaches, and immerse yourself in the youthful Ibiza party lifestyle with our glamorous SDC theme nights. Create memories that will last a lifetime in our latest Spanish escapade in Santa Eulalia del Rio from September 21st to the 26th. Book your rooms now at sdc.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy, loving, and productive way. Discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, and so much more on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Listen, learn, and live sexy. are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. 
Welcome back to SCC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Brenna and Brian, and we are getting hot and bothered right now. Maybe that's just me, because we're talking about hot wifing. And we've been getting some really, really sexy tips so far. I have all kinds of dirty ideas going on in my head, and I hope all of you who are listening are also. And I want to talk a little bit, since it's now our final segment, and there's still a couple little tips that I think that other people could really apply from the dynamics that you both have in your relationship come, uh, when it comes to communication, the way you you know talk to each other, the way maybe you spend uh, more time um, planning certain things together. Let's talk a little bit about how we could, uh, you know, other people who are in different relationships that uh, other than a hot wifing dynamic could apply those to their own lives. I mean, I think that there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. The biggest one is like flirting. So many, few people value the art of the flirt. And for me, that's huge. I love seeing Brian flirting with someone else and them flirting back because it provides kind of that sexy energy. It reminds me that, I mean, I don't need reminding, but it, it reminds me that I have a super hot man that's very desirable to other people. And that kind of tends to fuel things for us. I, I don't want to speak for you, but I assume you feel the same way. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, we've found that it's, it's referred to as the royalty perk uh, in the lifestyle. And essentially what, what that breaks down to is it's like I have a super hot, sexy, you know, significant other and other people desire her and I get to watch that and then eventually I get to take her home. So it's, it's that kind of thing. Like I love to watch her flirt with other people because I see how guys react to it, particularly women too, but particularly yeah. how guys react to her, especially when they're looking at her, like wondering what she looks like naked. You could just totally tell. And that to me is really hot. Ooh. Yeah. And I the other thing is, you know, I think of like hot, what hot wifing has done for us from a non-sexual perspective, like the fact that, you know, we're getting dressed up and we're going on dates and, you know, even whether it's with someone else or it's not with someone else, like we're making an effort to be sexy for each other, even, you know, remove anyone else. And I wonder how many couples are doing that on a regular basis, even if they're not a hot wife couple or even if they're not into non-monogamy period. Right. So, you know... For any of your listeners out there who don't want to be in this lifestyle at all, but you know, our biggest takeaway from the lifestyle in general is be sexy for each other. Find ways to, you know, just have the other person be aroused by you, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's always about us. It's about the couple, you know, uh, that we're speaking about, whatever, whoever that couple is. Of course, you want to play with other people. You want to have those connections, but it's really about coming together. So if you're attracted to each other, other people will find you attractive. And I, I think something that's a really huge takeaway here is at the end of the day, no matter what it is that you're doing with other people, um, you're still a unit. You're still the two of you. You know, you live together, you share your lives together. And no matter what kind of relationship you're in, if you are in a dyad or even if you're polyamorous and you have multiple partners, those kinds of relationships that, you know, uh, that you have, uh, they do come down to you and your partner. And at doing all of those things, those are just, I mean, you would say they're basic things flirting, making an effort to be sexy for each other. Those are things that a lot of people do in the first initial phase of their relationships when they're, it's, it's exciting, it's sexy, you know, you're going to put in that extra time, you're going to, you know, maybe go out and buy a new outfit. Why do we lose that at a certain point in time when you're in a relationship for a while? Yeah, I think it comes down to complacency. Complacency is, the, is like the worst word in the English language. 
Once you become complacent with anything, you've pretty much given up. And if you're complacent with your your lifestyle with your partner, or you just decided, ah, we've been married 10 years and she doesn't care what I look like. I'm just going to throw these dirty jeans on and, you know, this filthy t-shirt or whatever when we go out to dinner. You know, you've, you've basically given up on your relationship and other people see that. So if you're in a non-monogamous, an ethically non-monogamous relationship and you're trying to attract others, well, by all means, the folks in that lifestyle are always, they always try to look good yeah. because you're not, you're not just looking good for your partner, you're potentially out looking for other playmates, you know? And so I think that's a big part of it. Folks in the lifestyle, you never see that. I've never seen it. You know, we go out on dates with people and we're, everyone's dressed and everyone smells great and everyone's, you know, really looks good. And then you can tell that, you know, some folks don't take that kind of time to, to put into their relationship and other people can sense that. Well, and I think it reminds you too, you know, if I'm getting dressed up to go on a hot wife thing date with another guy and I'm, you know, putting on all the makeup and the hair and the sexy outfit and I have, you know, the cleavage out and I'm doing that for another man, why would I not do that for my man, you know? Mm-hmm. So it reminds me all the time of, you know, he's number one priority always. And so he gets all the sexiness just like everyone else does. Oh, nice. More so. <laughs> <laughs> so Brenna, as a hot wife, what tips can you give to other people who are, in, you know, just getting started and they're, they're you know, um, they, they want to have a really great connection with this new potential partner and also like bring it back um, to their, their stag at the end of the day. So what advice might you have like getting started or things that have really pieces of advice that maybe you wish you had had when you were getting started out? Sure. So yeah, I think we kind of touched on it, but you know, really make sure that you're doing your due diligence in finding the right person. Don't just go with the first guy that you meet off of whatever site. Uh, Make sure that you're vetting them properly. Make sure that you are choosing someone that you have really great chemistry with, because if you have that great chemistry, it's going to be a good interaction between you and the other person, but it's also going to be so much hotter when you tell your partner all about it, which is what this whole thing is about at the end of the day. So, you know, make sure that there's chemistry there is is the huge one. And then also make sure that anything that you're doing is with your partner in mind. I think sometimes, you know, you kind of get hyped up on the energy of it and you maybe can lose sight of the fact that, you know, your, your top priority should always be your partner. And so make sure that as you're going through these dynamics and interacting with people, you have that question in the back of your mind, is this, you know, with my partner's best interest at heart? And then the last one is complete transparency. So make sure everyone knows the situation, make sure that all parties are on the same page. Uh, as we mentioned at the very beginning, nothing happens without Brian's explicit consent and knowledge. And, and I keep it that way for a reason. I never want there to be any doubt that, uh, you know, that I'm acting within the boundaries of our relationship. That's uh, always, you know, super important to me, no matter what this, the sex has to be secondary to what it is Brian wants and needs from me. Oh, wow. That's be- actually, I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. I know we're talking about sex and, 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 and sexuality and everything, but it is really beautiful. It's like, you can tell how much you love each other and that prioritization of each other and your needs and understanding, you know, uh, you know, that at the end of the day, you know, your relationship is of utmost importance. Do you have any advice that you might want to give uh, to, to other guys who might be starting off in this kind of a dynamic? Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, to mirror what Brenna said about communication, it, it is absolutely the staple of this or, or any relationship, really. But certainly, 
in an ethically non-monogamous relationship where partners are going to potentially play independent of one another. You've got to have the communication about what it is, it's, what, what are the expectations? What do you each want out of it? At the end of the day, it needs to translate into a better uh, situation for you as a couple. So whether it's you know, your partner going out and playing with a single guy uh, on her own, whether you're going to be present, just listen, watch, any of those dynamics, I think open communication is really the key. You've got to be prepared to listen to what your partner's needs are, to what her wants are, and to accept them without judgment and really just be prepared for whatever comes along. You got to, you got, you know, there's a, this is fluid. It's, there are some gray areas. It's not always going to be a home run, but as a team, you've got to come together, you know, as a couple and really have that open line of communication, be able to talk about things um, and not get hung up on the details necessarily. You know, always want to do your vetting, do your homework, but as a couple, you've got to come together, you regroup and say, okay, this worked for me. This didn't necessarily work for me. Maybe the next time we can try this. You've got to be open, especially as the, as the guy, as the stag, so to speak. You've got to really be cognizant of your partner's needs, desires, and wants. And she's the most important aspect of this. So if she's not happy, it is not going to translate into a great experience for anyone. That's the bottom line. And you obviously want her to be happy. You want to make each other happy, but also in the meantime, you also need to make sure that you're both happy with whatever is going on. I really love all of the advice that you've both um, you know, imparted upon us, all of this wisdom. And I know you have so much more to give. You've talked about um, a little bit about your podcast. I, I really cannot emphasize enough for people who are listening right now, uh, who have not yet heard of French, uh, Front Porch Swingers and their podcast, definitely check it out. It is awesome. And it's a great resource for all of this information about hot wifing. And, you know, Brenna talks about some of her very sexy experiences. So um, you should definitely listen to some of that also. Um, can we talk a little bit about where people can find that and find you guys to connect with you after this? So you can find the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, we host on Podbean. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify. And, uh, uh, we do a podcast every single Monday, and a lot of times we're talking about our hot wife adventures. So we'll hope, we hope you'll tune in there. And then, yeah, please reach out to us, mail, M-A-I-L, at frontporchswingers.com, or you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at FP Swingers, and uh, we have all lines of communication available for people to reach out and uh, ask us anything they may want to ask us. Yeah, of course, you can find some of our information on SDC. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we do have uh, on SDC, we have a bunch of your articles and your videos. And I know you guys also have a YouTube channel where you have some of those really great videos as well. So definitely everybody who's been listening, if you are curious about what it's like to be a hot wife, uh, then definitely check out Front Porch Swingers. I can't emphasize that enough. I love these two. They're awesome. They're making me really hot right now. So I'm going to go do something about that. But first, I just want to thank you both very, very much for coming back on my show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Lexi. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Lexi. Oh, thank you. And thanks to everybody who tuned in today. You can tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sexy Lifestyle Network for my next show. Stay up to date with my podcast. You can also download and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. And don't forget, you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on SDC Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye.
appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by STC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 